Synthaholics. Synthaholics, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. What's up, Dave? Mira, mira, on the wall. Who's the deadest one of all? Yeah, I know, right? Um, Dave, we are on to the Star Trek Discovery episode, episode 9 of season 3, Terra Firma Part 1. This is first aired December 10th, 2020. A lot of interesting stuff happening here. Without getting into spoilers, just in the beginning, hot take without revealing anything. Well, I love this episode, and I hated this episode. And I can't say why without getting into spoilers. I mean, I guess I could just say say why without getting into spoilers. Why is because they, they've taken a side tangent that has nothing to do with the overall story. Uh, and it's going to continue in the next episode, obviously, because it's called part one. Actually, no, not obviously, because we still haven't gotten a part two to the very first episode of the season. That was also had a part point. one in it. So uh, pre- presumably next episode is a part two. Uh, it ends like there'll be a part two. But um, yeah, I, I'm just... I, it, it was fun. It was super fun episode. I'm just... I just don't. I, I, it just feels like they have so little to do, so little story to tell. Even though they set up this like interesting plot, but they just keep forgetting about it. It's just kind of like Picard. I just feel like they, they set it up, and they just we're not going to talk about it, or we're going to like we're going to forget to start the algorithm up again. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. god. Yeah, frustrating. How about you? I feel the same way. I feel the same way. There's a lot of fun parts of this episode, a lot of interesting things. Um, I just wish they didn't take it to the last part where they in the in the in the uh, halfway through this. I wish. Ah, oh, I just wish we could avoid where where they took it, but they did it. And um, there's parts of it I thought was interesting, and I'll get into it. But it was not where I wanted it to be. So, uh, also one thing at the beginning really pissed me off. Um, uh, that 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 was probably the uh, that was probably the lowest point in the episode for me. But uh, after that, um, it got pretty good. Well, let's get into full spoilers so we can talk about it. Yeah, we start off with Doctor Kolber and Kovich, the uh, Section Thirty One guy, who is uh, um, obviously um, David Cronenberg, and uh, they're talking about Filippia Giorgio, and basically Giorgio's condition is getting pretty bad because she's jumped multiple times through space and time and because she's jumped over from the mirror universe right and because you've jumped to different like time streams because you do it multiple times it can um start messing with you because you uh apparently your molecules only like to live in the time they're created or in the this is what i hated it's like, oh, time travel makes you sick. That's why we ban time travel. I'm just like, oh, well, my that God. wasn't why they banned well, it, I'm, but they said one of the reasons why, because they get into Lieutenant Commander Yor, uh, and 
He is deceased soldier from the Temporal Wars, Dave, which you were looking forward to hearing something or seeing something about them. I sad he wasn't a Zen, uh, not a Zendi, um, a, a Zulaban, because it seemed he had he had Zulaban like vibe to him, but he I don't know what what he was. He looked like he might have been a Reman, but I'm not. Maybe? Oh no, no, I just looked him up. He's uh, no, he's not a Reman. He's a uh, 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 Juician. Um and they were put in. They were introduced in um, the motion picture. Mm. You'll see them in the background, the motion picture, but they were like just floating around aliens. So if you look up, oh uh, yeah, motion just, picture, yeah, random aliens. alien yeah. signs. They were one of them that were showed up, and they looked very different. They had like I think a uh, a mouth thing over them, but yeah. So, uh, and he is wearing obviously a next generation season one uh, season one uniform. And uh, interesting enough, uh, they talk about uh, the J.J. Abrams reboot. Yes, they they mentioned he also had crossed over to the Kelvin timeline, right? Which. One thing uh, I really hated that time travel makes you sick. I I'm just like ugh, ugh, like really weird. I, I I hate it when Star Trek does like really dumb, like explanations for things. Like you, like trying to leave the galaxy gives you superhuman abilities, makes you godlike. I'm like that's that's stupid. And then also this, this is just makes me mad. That well, it's interesting because he says, uh, yeah, because um, Cronenberg's character Kovic says that. Uh, Giorgio was the only person to have traveled across both time and dimension uh, before, uh, besides uh, this Lieutenant Commander Yor. And, I mean, God, man, I mean, like, hasn't Spock, hasn't, like, I mean, like, Kirk and crew, I mean, like, and I, I know, I know we've run into different variations of uh, the Enterprise D and their crew through different, yeah. you know, but not Enterprise. all travel. Yeah, but yesterday's Enterprise was something coming through and changing their universe, but didn't necessarily. They didn't enter into another uni- or another dimension to no, time and space. Yeah. But Spock had. Yeah. You know, Spock literally uh, going into the Kelvin universe. Yeah, well, I guess. The, but he also yeah, didn't. Oh, he went back in time. He didn't go forward. And, went I, back in time, it, but it, yeah. and then, and then, yeah. So I guess he didn't change universe, and, and he, he, changed, did, he did change universes, and he went back in time. Well, huh. he changed the universe where where the time stream split just before. So, oh yeah, he made he made it a different universe, I guess. Um, uh, well, I mean, Nero technically did, but yeah. Oh yeah, because Nero. Went through second, but came through first. Uh, uh, yeah, still, it's a different universe. He, there's two of them in that universe. I mean, it's it's like a it's like Doc Brown science, and I hate Doc Brown science. You meet yourself in the universe, like, mm-hmm. it, or you're, you're in the future too long, you die. It just it sounds like something Doc Brown would say. That's like really iffy. I I gotta think about it a lot longer because I'm pretty sure we've seen. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Kirk and crew had traveled into the Mirror Universe. Uh, Deep Space Nine characters had mo- moved into the Mirror Universe. But Cronenberg uh, also goes on to say that the reason it's hard for Giorgio is not only has she crossed over universes and moved through time, the Mirror Universe is moving further away from the Prime Universe. And I'm like, this is also a stupid thing. I don't, like, that's not how, like, things work. 
I mean, from how parallel universes work, they're basically stacked on top of each other in a different, like, uh, frequency. You know, everything's a different frequency in the mirror universe. Everything's a different frequency in our universe. Everything's a different frequency. And, like, that's how they always, always, always described. And, like, sliders, they're always, like, basically taking up the same place. They're just in a different frequency of time. So I just mm-hmm. don't understand why there's this, like, weird gap or whatever. It's like, oh, they, they haven't crossed over because the gap's too big now. I'm like... What, what what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't. It they just made some artificial thing where I guess they can't jump, so they can close off and never have to worry about doing mirror universe episodes. Except this is a mirror universe episode. Um, I know, right? It's just I, they're just setting up weird like constraints for themselves and then breaking them immediately, which is just like why well, set them up? Why? Uh, it's, it's like discovery it didn't bother me. That much, it seemed like more techno babble as usual, just making shit up. But it's like dumb stuff. It's just, it's just, it's just preventing them from having fun with time travel in the future. Because oh, time travel makes you sick now, so we're not going to do that. They, well, it, not, just, not not just that. It says the uh, they wouldn't. This uh, Lieutenant Commander Yor that was sick. Uh, the Federation uh, said that he could do euthanasia. Because they could save them because of the uh, interdimensional displacement restrictions or ironclad. It's just so like there's there's such a cruel totalitarian government where they won't use time travel to at least put someone back in their time or something just to keep them alive. I mean, it's just it's just kind of cruel. I think you know it's just it's just. I mean, maybe they did for certain. We don't even know the full reasons for the Temporal Wars. Like we, there, it isn't like really spelled out what well, the Temporal Wars were about. We, we never, we never got a resolution to an Enterprise, and we've only gotten two brief mentions to it in this in this season. Right. And Discovery relies on itself too much. Like I, I think they're gonna go find. I think they're gonna go to the Nebula and find another Discovery there because the Discovery in uh, Calypso was in a nebula, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's also a thousand years uh, in the future. So I think I think they're gonna I think that's what they're gonna do. They, it relies on itself too much, and they don't like filling in the gaps of other Star Trek because that's other Star Trek. This is our discovery, and we're just gonna rely on ourselves. And I'm like, just build on your world a little bit. Build on the world. Like there's so many gaps in that temporal Cold War, and they've referenced it, and like time travel became illegal because of it. Like why can't we talk more about this? This is interesting. Well, Kovich tells Culber that he can't tell Giorgio about that she's dying because she would seek a way to die in battle, and that could be crazy on the ship. But then Culber's like, "Wait, we can just use the computer data and uh, sync it up to our uh, the core data on um, Discovery." And, and Kovich's like, "There's no solution." And all of a sudden, it's like, "There's a solution." And Kovich's like, "All right, so I stand corrected." So uh, they have this. Uh, solution to take her uh, to this planet which we get explained a little later later in the mess hall we have a altercation between tilly and giorgio where she just dumps her soup on top of uh on top of tilly so after she struggles so hard to grab a wine glass for like 15 minutes yeah i know right yeah so she's out of phase with the universes too it's, um it's just mumbo jumbo <laughs> So uh, then we go, uh, and um, <clears throat> Michael Burnham shows up and says, "Hey, uh, Culver thinks he's got a solution or some uh, development with your uh, condition. So let's go talk to him." And we're in Saru's ready room, and Culver explains that the Sphere data has found a cure, and it's this uh, planet called 
uh, Danis Five. It's an unhabited planet in the Gamma Quadrant near the Galactic Rim. And uh, so the Sphere data comes up with this and says it's a good place to do it. So, and I guess the Emerald Chain uh, chain is like gearing up to do some military um, exercises, and uh, so. They don't think that Starfleet's going to allow him to uh, go, but then Admiral Van says, "Yeah, take her." So, whatever you know. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> he just like, yeah, sure, whatever. That's that's fine. Uh, I, I like Vance was a hard ass. Now he's just like a pushover. He's just like, yeah, you do what you do, you Discovery. Right, right. So <laughs> it's so weird. Um, he's gone on a total like one eighty, and like nothing has come down on them. Well, from, it's from, funny from the last Vance, episode. Vance says, tells Saru, he says, you know, I used to be, I used to be kind of like a by the book and let people like, you know, perish basically under his command. And it's like, I felt like an idiot doing that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> made a lot of mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes I made, Saru. So, so, like, okay. <laughs> so now he's like playing fast and loose with the rules too. So he's, is he going to give Michael a get out of jail free card here? I don't, well, I mean, Michael hasn't done anything really yet. Well, no, no. He, he, but, he says, he says, don't. I, I read your thing about what happened with Arium. Don't let that happen again. And like, okay. So I guess they've been. I guess he's been reading uh, Michael's uh, personal file. Oh, I, absolutely. After after her uh, blatant disrespect for the chain of command, like the first half of the season. Yeah, he should be. Right. He should be doing some reading up on her. But. Uh, uh, they basically started a war with the Emerald Chain last episode, and he doesn't come down on them at all. Which is like, I mean, I guess it was brewing anyway, but Osira basically condemns them, even though they used Bookship. Like, ah, that seems like pretty blatant. Yeah, and he doesn't care. Uh, he just he doesn't come down on hard to Discovery or Saru or or um, yeah, Emily Counts, uh, Detmer. Yeah. Uh, it was just. It was just. I was. I was expecting some some uh, flack for that. Got nothing. Then we see Giorgio kind of working out on punching bags, and Burnham goes in to talk to her, and, and then uh, Giorgio starts attacking Burnham, like and, you do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Burnham gives her some kind of wristband with a bioscanner that's supposed to have monitor condition. So it's way thicker uh, than a Fitbit. You'd think they'd have this, like you know, slimmer. Yeah, I know, right? Considering or, their badge her. is a tricorder, a transporter, badge and all does this. basically everything. Everything, yeah, and the badge is smaller than that. Um, Discovery takes a spore drive to Danis 5, and then uh, Giorgio and Burnham beam down. We have a moment where Tilly hugs Giorgio. I was a little bit, okay, guys, like, can we stop with the fucking hugging? It's you like, know, you is, are officers. This is hug- you are officers. This is hug track. The next I, I generation. Don't, this is the part where I'm like, I get a little frustrated with Discovery. It's like... The lack of professionalism. You know, like, I mean, I can think of only a few times in all Trek where different crewmates hug each other. And I, I mean, we're not talking the romantic side of things. Like, they just hug each other out of, like, friendship or caring or stuff like that. I mean, like, I mean, there have been moments, but not like this. I mean, like, in uh, Time of Muck... I mean, like Kirk doesn't hug, so he grabs him by the arms, and they almost kind of hug because he's well, like, "No, Spock is Spock, so happy Spock to see him. Yeah. Um, Final Frontier, uh, Kirk's gonna hug Spock, and he says, "Please not from the Klingons." Uh, I mean, there's just it. like this air of like professionalism that Discovery just the crew of Discovery just doesn't have. 
I mean, like in private, sure. Like, you know, they're in the quarters, you know. Yeah, there's moments, you know, where like, you know, Troy hugs Riker or stuff like that. Or, you know, like, I mean, there are moments like that, you know, of course. But like they're in 10 forward or in the holodeck or in quarters. I don't think it's ever happened like in the transporter room or in the hallways. Right. Not um, often has and i and like and i'm thinking like even enterprise i'm thinking um deep space nine voyager like like any anything other than formalities are usually done like you know in quarters or in the holodeck you know like in the bar Mm -hmm. like places where you're off duty and like right can be laid back i don't know it's just it's just a weird like air of non-professional on discovery it's just really weird which is right. why, like, I no, think I, you and I keep saying it doesn't feel like Star Trek because it's just, it's just, it's like, it's like a like a family sitcom or something. Show. Well, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, devolve the, the conversation too much. But and the other thing is, there was always a like not just professionalism, but there was like an air of stoicism in all the characters. You know, they had that stoic where uh, persona were. I mean, yes, not that they never got emotional, but most of the time they kept their emotions in check. Yeah. You know, like Worf probably being one of the worst. <laughs> he was just angry you all know, the time. He was always trying. Like, I, I just watched one of the next gen and where he was like wanted to like to do something really rash. And, and Picard was like, no, we're not going to do that. Well, there's a you whole know, there's a whole like a, there's like a whole 10 minute clip of Worf being yeah, told yeah. no over and over and over again. It's pretty great on YouTube. But yeah, so I get kind of frustrated and it's like, okay, maybe they're more a touchy feely crew. I guess some crews could be different, but I just, this seems weird. So yeah, so, uh, so they're going to beam down to this planet, this, uh, Danis five. So they, they beam down, uh, Giorgio and Bur- uh, Michael Burnham, uh, in, uh, in engineering, Adira is having trouble with the distress call being descrambled by this algorithm and uh, Paul Stamets comes in. He's like, oh, you just made this little mistake. You forgot to uh, reset this one thing when you restart your uh, re- restart the algorithm. And she's like, oh, I'm an idiot. So This is out of character for her because she was like, she figured out that the spore drive was connected to the bridge by looking at it for a second. And now she can't even hit the unpause button. Seriously? Uh, honestly, I think this is literally a way to hit the pause button on the main plot. Well, I mean, that's that's all they do is hit the pause that's, button that's, on the main plot. But that's what that's what this is. That's what, exactly what this is. So they don't have to get into what the distress call is and everything or or get too far into it. But they do get the the message and it's uh, it's a little a uh, little uh it's a teaser. fragmented but they yeah, it's a teaser to the next thing. Uh next uh, scene we get book uh coming to um through saying, "Hey, uh, I got some information about blah blah blah, but also uh, I might want to uh, join up with Discovery and Starfleet. And Saru's like, "Well, great, cool." So at least he made his intentions known. And Saru, and, Saru uh, doesn't give him a holodeck program to start working on stuff or anything. What? It's just like, oh, yeah. your time will come, maybe. You'll be a crewman at best. Good, um, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, you won't even be Harry Kim, an ensign. You'll just be a crewman, crewman book. <laughs> Woman book, uh, Danis Five. You'll be in the uh, transporter room for seven seasons. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the O'Brien, Chief O'Brien. <laughs> that would be um, great if book becomes O'Brien. He just has to stay yeah. in there. It's like, God damn it! I was having way more fun as a courier. Um, <laughs> this so, is how you earn your uh, stripes, the way O'Brien did. No, 
Uh, Danis Five uh, on this ice planet um, is basically the Canadian backwoods somewhere. Um, oh, I, I, I mean, like it's just. I mean, it's this is nitpicky, but it's like, oh, this is the coordinates we're supposed to be, and it cuts away, and then they cut back, and like, oh, we've got to walk like 16 miles, and I was like, I was like, oh no, are they going to walk in the shape of a delta again, like they did in the uh, the opener for the show? They're walking a big delta. Actually, I was impressed that where they were, they. I couldn't see any other footprints of snow, so they must have like you know dusted all the snow off, so they could uh, didn't look like who, you know the crew and the everybody standing there. Yeah, they did a good yeah, job. They? But uh, they're like, there's nothing here. I'm like, well, you're in a forest, so there's something there. So so they start walking, and they find strangely a uh, a man named Carl with a cigar, reading a newspaper on an Adirondacks chair, and a door that's just um, the scary door, kind of sit. Kind of sitting there, just doing its own thing. And in the paper, it says, Emperor Giorgio dies horrible, painful death. And uh, they're just like, and he starts saying these weird, like, puns and stuff like that. And they're really, just like, what? Really bad jokes. I'm like, I hope he's a Q, but I'm, he's probably just something that's unique to the planet that the Sphere Data knew of. But I kind of hope he's a Q, because he's, like, wearing old kind of clothes. I mean, first time we saw Q, he put on, like, you know, 22nd century clothes and old Admiral's clothes. And he tells, mm-hmm. like, a uh, bad joke. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think Q ever told, like, really bad jokes. But, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I can see this sort of being a Q. But at the same time, Discovery likes to do its own thing. So I'm scared it's not. And I'm like, uh, it could be fun if he was a Q. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that maybe he would be um, the Guardian, like, sort of like the Guardian Forever kind of thing. Maybe not quite the same thing, but something similar. Or it could be, um, oh, God, what were those gates called from... Uh, those uh, ancient races. Uh, the Iconian, I'm thinking Kurt. The Iconian Gates. Iconian Gates. That's what I was thinking. It could have been that too. So. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they are on the outskirts of the Gamma Quadrant. It could see, be some kind of weird. I also had to go through my mind. Maybe he's a changeling and he just has some weird technology he just stumbled upon. I know. I, I'm wondering if we're going to get more information about this Carl guy, but I guess we'll find out. After some banter back and forth, Georgia decides to go through and, uh, and uh, go through the door. So, and then she goes aboard uh, the um, this uh, Discovery, and she is in front of um, Captain Kelly. Oh, I'm, I'm Captain Kelly and uh, and crew. So, we are now back in the mirror universe. Uh, back in, uh, board and back Prime. in time. Prime universe, yeah, back in time too. Back in uh, Prime universe, um, through Killian Stamets and Adira, get the uh, play the distress call, and it's a Kelpian, and they are basically say their vehicle is stranded and was contacted six months ago by uh, a Starfleet ship, the uh, uh, Genera, USS Genera, I think, and uh, they've been uh, two weeks away from rescue, but it never arrived, and so they were trying to get more dilithium when this happens so this is so and this is obviously a century old so it's uh before the burn yeah they said it happened a little before the burn so um <clears throat> so they're investigating a dilithium nursery in the nebula so where all the baby lithium are born all the baby so, dilithiums with their uh pacifiers and weird yeah. klingon breast milk yeah so until he says well we should tell the admiral but Shrew's like nah Let's wait till we have more information. 
And then he goes, uh, everyone leaves, and he's like staring at this Kelpian woman. So he's kind of got the hots for her or something. Oh, yeah. So, she's, ooh, she's a sexy Kelpian. Well, I, haven't, I haven't seen a Kelpian in a while. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and then we um, back on the uh, Mirror Discovery. Mirror Discovery. Yeah, we find out that um, she's back in time and she's kind of like. Uh, Killy is giving her information, but she's like, "Oh, this is when this happens, or this is when that happens." So it's the Giorgio day that uh, Michael betrays her with with Lorca. Unfortunately, we do not get Lorca at all. Oh, I was really wanting to see some some uh, Lorca. Although we do, we did get um, uh, Rika Sharma um, yep. as the really mean security officer. She didn't have any lines, but she was there. I was like, "Oh, look, there she is." Yep, and hopefully yeah, she gets so to talk the, next uh, episode. Uh, she she basically uh, uh, we we get the information that we know that Lorca is going to betray her and also uh, Michael Burnham is probably going to uh, is is sleeping with Lorca so she's probably going to betray Giorgio too so this is all happening and we get a whole bunch of things where they go to um, the mess hall or and they're all having drinks and partying partying and when they show up uh she sits there with uh, Michael and they're having drinks and one of the kelpians mess up serving one of the officers and he gets turned into food and uh, this is where uh Giorgio sees um Saru and she feels something for Saru and decides that instead of uh when Michael wants to kill Saru that she says oh, no I'll take him He's mine. Well, it's weird. It's like it's like her taking Saru because she wanted to. Michael wanted to execute Saru, which is right. weird because that wouldn't have happened in the original timeline because Saru was taking care of our Michael on right. the Shinzon, not the Shinzon, <laughs> the Shinzo. Shinzo. <laughs> Shinzo. Well, card clone. Uh, yeah. My my thing is more of um, Giorgio feeling mercy and sort of unsettled in her universe she's trying to fit back in that role of being uh, emperor and trying to fit in the role of being you know a Terran but because she's been in prime universe she's a little more softer it seems or at least um, she has a different outlook on things she's she's growing even though when she's in the our universe she just wants to be cutthroat and everything but she's she's right. just, she's growing soft spot and learning I, I mean they view it as weakness in their universe, but you know, uh, learning about your enemy and understanding them is kind of a important thing to do. And mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they just seem like, Oh, we're going to kill our enemy. <laughs> Not learn. Right. And right. The, learning about them is a sign of weakness. I'm like, okay, that's odd. I mean, don't you want to know how to defeat them better? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, later on, uh, f- uh, further down, uh, Giorgio is now, uh, alone in her quarters with, uh, Saru. Saru is serving her, combing her hair and stuff like that. And, um, she starts talking through, about, um, the, the madness or whatever that takes over, uh, the Kelpians, which is called the Varai. Uh, Varai. And, uh, Saru's like, I'm surprised you even know what that means. Like that's like nobody knows what that is, and she goes, "I know a lot of things. Don't worry." And then it says, "I want you to be like my eyes and ears," and tells me what's going on, and basically says, "Yeah, Burnham is um, Burnham is is going to uh, try to betray you." So that's uh, pretty pretty clear. So um, 
they're going to go to this inauguration of the uh, or christening of the uh, Sharon, uh, their giant <coughs> um, flagship, and uh, which we saw in um, season one. Season one, you're right. And so uh, there's a fight between uh, a couple people, and it was kind of a dumb scene. I'm not really sure what that did for anything, to tell you the truth. And uh, they're in the shuttle bay, and they have this dramatic performance, and they show this. It felt very like medieval kind of, times, yeah. like like hey. this old like play of like you know how the emperor like conquers, and it just felt so out of place in like the 22nd century. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not dogging it. I mean, it was like had they had, they had aerial acrobatics like from Cirque du Soleil, but like presented as like a medieval style like propaganda piece well, we get this um georgia is all done up she's got this big um gold cloak she's got this huge uh like crown, crown that she wears and when she stands behind the sharon when it's revealed or the sharon when it's uh uh or no it's called Charon. sorry when Charon when it's revealed um it looks pretty amazing it's an amazing scene to tell you the truth it's, yeah it's uh, great because really i mean cool the shot. the it's a big circle in her crown, so uh, yeah, it's the, shining the, right through. The sun shines right through. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, it's so, like they designed uh, the crown to do that shot. And during that, uh, uh, Stamets tries to stab uh, Giorgio, but Giorgio gets a jump on him, and then uh, she um, she makes us like during her speech, and then she kind of walks off, and uh, Burnham is. You can tell she's upset by this whole thing, and. Because she's part of this coup, and then she's like, you know, all hell, Emperor Giorgio, kind of like to cover it up. But then, uh, next scene later, Burnham takes off, and that's when uh, she's stopped by Killy and Giorgio, and basically it's like, we know you're behind this whole thing. And they're like, you have to kill, <clears throat> you have to kill uh, Michael. And she almost cuts her head off, but stops just short, and then says, no. I did this before. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, put her in the agonizer. And that's where we kind of leave off this episode. Pretty much. But uh, Michael keeps calling her on how weak she is and how, uh, you know, she's going to get killed because everyone's going to see that she's sparing her daughter. Right. Right. I don't know. Uh, Dave, what'd you think of about this uh, episode? Terra Firma part one. God, it's just it's just so much fun seeing the the characters get to play their mirror universe parts. Michael never got to be evil Michael in season one, so yeah. I actually never got evil, yeah. I actually yeah. really enjoyed seeing uh, evil Michael. <laughs> she does good, yeah. She does very I, good. I mean, Sonequa Martin Green's yeah. a fantastic actress, and like evil Michael's lines aren't very cringy. They're just the evil Michael, and it's great. I, I really loved. Almost everything about the mirror universe. You know, I mean, like the fight scene was just like typical mirror universe thing, like the thing in the hallway that you're just like trying to take the rank or whatever. I'm like, eh, right. It's just typical mirror universe, like trying to claw your way to the top. Crap. Um, yeah. It just seems like I, 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 we've talked about this before. It's like, how does any work ever get done if everyone's always just trying to claw their way to the top and like kill? It yeah. just doesn't seem like it would work. Uh, yeah, I agree. As a society, I mean, if you're just always trying to kill the person next in line, it just is right. a very bizarre way of doing things. 
but at the same time, I simultaneously hate it because we're taking a two episode diversion from what the main plot of the show is. There's so much wow. stuff they could be covering. They could tell us more about the temporal cold war by like actually making that part of the plot of the show. Uh, they could tell us more about the signal, the distress signal, although I'm, I'm um, that's coming from the nebula, although we think it's, I, I think it's probably going to be discovery because of the Calypso short. And a lot of people are thinking that as well, too. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 just disappointing that this episode is so good. Like, I mean, after I had a lot of complaints at the beginning, but the episode just got so good, and and Giorgio got to be back at her element, and I love seeing Michelle Yeoh being in her element, being like the the confident, like just cunning person that she is. I, I loved her at the beginning of the season when she was all cutthroat, and I've been getting annoyed with her the last couple episodes because she's been kind of more mopey and. Her, she's kind of just turning herself up to like eleven or twelve, and it's it that's feeling kind of hokey. But mm-hmm. when she's at her normal, just ten percent, it's or a hundred percent, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and she's back at it this episode, and I, I I love it a lot. I just, it's just, it's great performances all around. It's fun as hell. Like they're ch- they're changing the timeline completely, so it almost seems like it's a cue. That's why I'm I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward it being a cue because it's a cue like fantasy. Where like it's 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 real danger, but it's she's not really in that time. He's she's just in some construct that he created. Because mm. Colbert dies, and Colbert doesn't die till Lorca kills him in that original. Not time really line. sure why the spear data would know where a Q was, and a and a, I would see more it would know where a portal was or some kind of being that could offer on that planet. Maybe maybe so. maybe that planet is like maybe it's trilling a, a focal point for the for the um. Q continuum, you know what maybe. I mean? Like it's just it's like it's like a it's like a natural nexus to the Q continuum. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they couldn't find any real life, and I don't think Q ever comes up as life particularly. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Like, it, it may it very well not be a Q, but it definitely feels Q-ish because I mean, maybe she's got a uh, she's only got a five percent chance of, of making it out, and and her being cured of whatever it is maybe she's got to show that she's grown as a human being and she's better than you know the rest of her mirror universe people and that'll show her as good human and she'll get cured because she's a good human very much like Q I mean like he puts humanity up on trial first episode of TNG and he's always like you know challenging humanity to be better Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this kind of is a similar challenge to Giorgio maybe to be better and that's well, it hasn't what's been stated, though. I mean, it's it hasn't been stated, but it's sort of implied. Maybe I don't know. I'm, that's just how I'm reading it personally, which is what's making me think it's Q. But knowing this is discovery and how they don't like relying on old things, it could just be its own thing, which I'm mm-hmm. totally open to. Uh, how about you? Yeah. So this episode, a lot of things I did like. I liked. Um, it's okay. Let, let me map out first. One. Although the mirror universe is fun for a lark, I hate I hate especially the first first season where they spent like I don't know five episodes or th- four episodes yeah, in, four the, episodes, in, the, in yeah. mirror universe. It, it was just far too long, and it just it really uh, wore thin. And I'm I'm kind of like, oh my god, can we please not go back to the mirror universe? And here we are again. So that being said, I think this mirror universe was shot so much more better and interesting than all of first season. Uh, it looked more grand. It looked more intense. It looked uh, everything seemed far better. I don't know what it was. Um, maybe just the director who did this uh, episode, but 
it didn't look as cheesy as the first season did to me. I felt like everything on the first season was uh, of the Mirror Universe. It definitely felt like it was like on a like a soundstage. Like you just it felt like movable parts and stuff like that. You know, like it wasn't real. You know, something about it just never sat right with me. That whole that that whole first season. Yeah, so. they were just bizarrely redressed sets. Yes, exactly. So, and I know like, but when, they're also just uh, using the Discovery set because they're just on the Discovery. So. But they did a couple things to make it look far more interesting and far more dramatic, I suppose, than what we've seen before. Like I said, this even the scene where she gets she's getting off the shuttle bay when she first shows up in that world, it's that looked far more uh, impressive. So, um, <clears throat> anyways, the Carl character, whatever, uh, whoever he is, very interesting, very uh, like Star Trek ish. Um, yeah. Just some weird, weird portal with a weird entity that kind of masks itself to look like something that they they would know or something like that. So very interesting. I love the dialogue uh, between uh, Kovich and uh, Kolber in the beginning, uh, talking about this Lieutenant Commander Yor in uh, the t- uh, Temporal War. I thought that was great. I, I hope we get some more information on that. I doubt we will, but, you know, who the hell knows? Um, so that was cool to kind of like tying up some loose ends there. And I, I don't know. I mean, and, and we're seeing a lot of like the other crew kind of like spring into gear and they're working together and it's not just all about Michael Burnham. I mean, yes, she does show up, but it's, uh, it's different. It's like, we're getting more of the other crew, which I, I've wanted so much. So same, same here. So overall really enjoyed this episode really well done uh i just didn't want to go back to the mirror universe i i just i'm so tired of the mirror universe and i i only can think that because of these two episodes giorgio is going to get her cure somehow however however that works out i don't know and that she is going to leave this time and she's going to go back into whatever time she goes into to do the section 31 show so she'll be leaving this i think these two shows will be her getting written off the show of uh, discovery. That's, that's what it seems. That's what it seems like to me. Cause I mean, I, I knew that there's going to be, I, it's basically something I called at the end of last season. I'm like, cause in the season series, the season finale, I was like, well, if she's going to the future, they're going to have to do how something. Could to be s- section 31. Yeah. How be, they're going to have to find some way to send her back. So right. they're just going to like spend a couple episodes to send her back or write her off the show. I'm just like, eh, okay. Or but. maybe it should be section 31 in the future. I don't really know. I mean, maybe she'll come back. I mean, it just, but it seems like that would be the logical place to put her, but who hell knows? I mean, I guess maybe that portal can send her back in time without, but I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Did they, have they destroyed the guardian of forever? If that's like, you know, since I just feel like they're forgetting about all their, their different time travel things they can do in star Trek. Because it's not yeah, just ship-made right. time travel. You can also do the, you know, fly around the sun, go back in time. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of bizarre how they've treated time travel in Star Trek. In TOS, they had the the spinoff series they were trying to do or whatever, where they just f- go back in time like it's a normal thing they do. Mm-hmm. And then in the mm-hmm. movies, they make it more difficult. Oh, we got to do this difficult maneuver around the sun. We do the, you know, I, they did it in the TOS show, too, in the, the Air Force pilot episode. But they made it seem mm-hmm. like going back in time was pretty normal uh, for Star Trek stuff to do. And then it became like more difficult. 
And then it didn't seem like it was like super common until like the 29th century where we've got like the time cops. I mean, the, the, the recruit seven of nine, the relativity. And then now it's outlawed. <laughs> but there's mm-hmm. other ways to use time travel. We've got the Guardian Forever. We've got Qs. We've got um, Iconian Gates. Iconian Gates. I don't know. If, can they travel through time? I don't know. I don't. It's. I. I'm not that clear on what Iconian Icon- Gates can do. But they're just um, instant transporters. Basically, they just just walk through and you're you're there. But maybe if somebody knew how to work the dials, right? Maybe. 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 Um. We don't know. So I, I don't know. So I just um I found this I found this episode really entertaining. I just I, I you know, I just wish we'd stay away from your universe, but here we are, so uh buckle up, we got a whole nother episode uh, the of Mirror Universe. Just I, I guess I they just can't get away from it. They just you know, they just love it. They just love getting back into that story, so Yeah, but I just hate that they ignore the rest of their story to tell a side story. There's, mm-hmm. it just, it just was frustrating me so much about new Star Trek. We've got 16 episodes or 10 episodes of Picard's case. Okay. We've got a singular story we need to tell. And then mm-hmm. they avoid telling it. They avoid telling it. They avoid telling it. They avoid telling it. Oh crap. We ran out of episodes. Okay. Now we've got to fit it all in the, the, the last two episodes, all of our plot for all mm-hmm. of the seasons got to be crammed into the last two episodes and it's not going to feel fulfilling or meaningful or, or anything. It's just going to feel rushed and unsatisfying. Like season, or they'll season. leave it a cliffhanger to season four. We we haven't had a cliffhanger yet. Well, I mean, we kind of did, but you know, when Enterprise showed up, everyone was like, "What's this about?" And then we didn't know really what the fate of the crew was going to actually be. I mean, we knew they'd survive, but we didn't know if they made it. But they haven't like been like the the, the <clears throat> TNG or the. DS9 cliffhangers, yeah. like like the ones that were just like, right. I, yeah. I mean, they're similar, but not, not exactly the same. Uh, I mean, right. in, in a way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, so, I, I guess my feeling is is yeah, it's it, it was a well done episode. I enjoyed the episode. I just i I am getting because like, can we just get to the point, people? Why are we why are we doing everything else but that? You know, like why are we just jumping around? So it's just. Like let's do story just for story's sake and not like fa- focus on the main plot of the story. So, yeah, I mean, like if this was a th- like a like a like like I've said every other season of Star Trek Discovery and Picard, like if these were twenty six season episode or twenty six episode seasons, yeah, no, one off episodes are good and fine, and you kind of need that to break things up. I mean, Supernatural is kind of a good way to look at it. Supernatural ran for fifteen seasons. It most of the seasons were twenty something episodes long. They had like four or five main plot episodes a season, and then the rest of them were kind of filler, mm-hmm. um, just you know, bad guy of the week or whatever. I mean, sometimes maybe more that were like actual for the plot, but that's how they how they arranged it. But in a show like Discovery, when you have so much fewer episodes, I feel like you got to tell the story you're trying to tell. And yeah, right, right. They it feels like they just avoid it at all costs, and I think that's what's getting us so hung up is that it's so frustrating that they're ignoring the story and then by the time they finally get to it it's not satisfying well and this is unfortunately you know our, we're, we're sensing the pattern here with these uh, writers for star trek it's uh you know see a picard we saw it in the last two seasons of discovery it's like they cannot just focus on the main plot and tell like a really long epic know, story yeah 10 to 13 episode it's got to be 
oh, let's go over here now for something weird. Let's do it. You know, it's like, why are we, why are you doing that? So I don't know. Um, it's weird. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I mean, like, it's it's frustrating because this episode was really good, one of the better ones this season. I think it was a lot of fun. They just had a lot of dumb things happen at the beginning, and then it's just like, ugh, we're getting sidelined from the story again. Last episode was a side quest. This episode and next episode are a side side quest. I'm just like, oh, so many side quests this season. I know. Like, where's know. the main story, please? <laughs> I know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. This is just one of those things we're just going to have to just get used to their writing, you know, and it just goes all over the place. It's like, it's like, don't even like, just, just let it be episodes. If you're not going to tell a main story and not going to have a great Yeah, I know. Just, just like, do just, one episode after. Yeah, yeah. Just, just make it like Star Trek where each episode's its own thing and it doesn't really connect and it's just the crew, but they're trying to do both and it's not working. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great as standalone episodes. Sometimes they don't feel because it, it's an overall plot. So it's not like oh, I'm going to watch this one episode again. You know what I mean? Because it's right. it's still part of this big plot thing. The only episode that really stands on its own still is like the Harry Mudd episode from season one. <laughs> well, that was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the only real solo episode that kind of is completely out of context for everything else because yeah. it was just a, I don't know. a fun I, romp. I, I still like this episode. I just, again, I just, I was not happy we went back to the Mirror Universe. And I thought they did a great job with it. Like I said, I think visually, Mirror Universe looked way better than it looked all first season. Uh, I just, I never, never got into the Mirror Universe. I mean, I, the TOS one had, it's like, it was interesting, but I was like, okay, you know, Spock with the goatee, whatever, you know. And then, um, DS9 ruined it. Just, yeah, really fucking weird. I, I, I just Kira trying to sleep with herself, you know. And I, was that really was the, probably the shit. highlight of the mirror universe in deep space. I was so weird. <laughs> Everything was so weird about that mirror universe. And uh, what what do they call uh, O'Brien? Happy Smiley. Smiley. Yeah. 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 Smiley. I, I, in Deep Space Nine, I felt like it out, outweighed its welcome, and they only did it like six times. I think they did it every season except one, and it felt like it just wore out its it. welcome. Uh, and, and they just kept on finding new ways to, to mess up with their trans- transporter. They could just or, transport into the mirror universe. I mean, like, yeah, so bizarre. Don't even, I mean, I guess they did it originally, but I mean, they just had it. They just had it down to a science without without an accident. They just knew how to transport over just configuring the transporter. It was kind of like it just got so easy to transfer universes. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like it overstayed its welcome then, and they did. So we're now going to have. In three seasons of Discovery, we're going to have six episodes in the Mirror Universe, which is as many as Deep Space Nine did. Yeah, I mean, and at least, at least Enterprise did it. I think Enterprise probably did it the most fun. Oh in yeah, because it, it tied in with uh, yeah, tied into the, tied uh, in the, the Tholian web. We got yeah, some, we got some like Gorn. That, so. I was yeah. There's some cool stuff they did, yeah. and it was a two-parter. That's all it needed yeah. to be. It was it was a lot of fun. It, I mean, that's probably what my favorite two parter in Enterprise. They did mm-hmm. they just did it really well. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Yeah, like I said, next episode it's gonna be more of this. So I mean maybe we'll get some I, I'm more interested actually I'm more interested in Carl than what happens to Giorgio here. I mean it's like there'll be shenanigans, 
there'll be all this treachery and subterfuge with uh, the 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 Empire and and um, the you know the Terran Empire and stuff like that. But I, I just I frankly don't care. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's the problem with Discovery. It's like they take us and and Picard. They take us on these side bars that I just don't care about. I care about the temporal cold war. I'd love to hear more about that. I care about Carl. What the hell is Carl? Because he's, he's he's immediately interesting. Because is he a Q? Is he not? What is he? I want to find about the burn. Yeah, like what about the burn? What about anything the show has been trying to set up? And you what know, about Barb? What about Barb? <laughs> what about Morn? Who's only in one episode? What, about what is he doing? Is he just back at the bar drinking? He saw his yeah. friends get eaten by the worm. He's just like, nah. I'm just gonna drink. Does does, does this new Morn have a hot wife like the? The old Morn from Deep Space Nine. Is he? How much Latin does he man. have in his stomach? I know. I just. Uh, Why can't I, we I see just... any Ferengi? What happened to the Borg? Are the Klingons still around? I mean, I'm even desperate for Klingon. Just like, like what? What's happening other than the Emerald Chain? That's kind of. Uh, I don't know. Like it's like they didn't. They also didn't do anything with that revelation that the Andorian gave us last episode with the Emerald Chains running out of lithium. No shit, Sherlock. Everyone's running out of it. At least the Emerald Chain has some interesting aspects to it. So I'd like to see more of that. I mean, I'd love to uh, see it because it's it's just the new version of the Orion Syndicate, which I, I'm really glad there's Orion running it um, in this show. Whereas in Deep Space Nine, the Orion Syndicate gets talked about a lot in the last two seasons. And we don't see an Orion the entire run of the show. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this uh, Emerald Chain is that uh, Osiris' ship looks just like a piece of junk. So I'm not. It really doesn't. That into I, it. it doesn't look like anything all that spectacular. Yeah, it just everything in the nice future they, just looks like generic, generic science fiction ship. It doesn't. Nothing. Let's just slap a bunch of like cubes and cones together. I, I would like to see some cool um, ship designs, and I, you know, it's like uh, the truck yard guys. They must be like, what is going on here? Well, I mean, we, we had the the episode where they first get to Federation headquarters, and we get a couple of shots of the ships, and then we don't see them ever again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, don't know, man. Just, I don't know. It's just kind of... Eh. It, it is weird that we don't get more interesting things, so... I mean, there's just so much they could do this season, and they're just like, eh, let's not do the interesting things. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Well, let's um, let's wrap this one up, buddy. We'll find out more, but let's hope that uh, at least it's entertaining ride, even if we don't like going into the Mirror Universe. Well, the, this part one of Terra Firma was very entertaining uh, after we got to the Mirror Universe. I hated that we went there, but it was extremely entertaining and a lot of fun. So I'm hoping they continue that fun into next episode. So at least even though it's a side quest, it'll hopefully at least be a fun side quest. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. Um, all right, guys. Well, if you have different thoughts, different ideas, please hit us up. Uh, you can email us at uh, sitaholics at yahoo.com. You can also talk to us on our Facebook group page, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash sitaholics. We'd love to hear you from you there. And if you want to tweet at us, you can hit us up at Synthaholic Duo on Twitter. Uh, and if this show is something you'd like to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash sitaholics. That'd be a great way to help us too. All right, Dave, until next week, a little more discovery, a little more mirror universe. (laughs) More mirror universe. No. All right, well, until then, guys, live long and prosper, one and all. Bye.
It's so it's such a weird feeling to both love and hate the episode at the same time. Whereas before other yeah. episodes, it's like, yeah, I didn't like it, or oh, it was pretty good. But this one, I'm just like, ah, oh, but ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just it's frustrating that um, that they had to go to the mirror universe. I, I really didn't want to go there. So, but I mean, I think it, I think in season one, I was like, I I hope they never ever go back to the mirror universe ever again. Please, for the love of God, don't right. let us go back there right, right. for the rest of Discovery's run. Yeah. Yeah. And there we are. I mean, if they bring out Lorca next episode, I'm going to be pretty happy. I, I love Lorca. I don't know if they can get uh, Jason Isaacs for one episode, though. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll just keep referencing him over and over and over again because it's going to be Where'd a Lorca. Yeah. He's in the mop room. Oh, yes. He's running away. Um, He's running away on a ship. Yeah, I, know. I, I, um, I I just don't know what this is doing. What is her living, reliving her past, kind of, sort of, in a queue? It, it can't be her actually reliving her past because it's it's changed, and that would change the events of season one of Discovery if that were true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. We didn't. We never cut back to our universe at the end, so we don't know if anything has changed. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's um, it's just so frustrating watching this week to week. It is, I, and you know what? This is a this. I thought this show was a much needed improvement. I thought I I enjoyed it. I, I there's a lot I did like, and I liked that it was more of an ensemble cast this week, and it was more. Yeah. Um, there's much more interesting parts to it. Um, just like I said. Uh, mirror universe just never did for me i i mean it was like it was like a curiosity at best you know when it showed up on an episode so yeah yeah for sure i love georgia though i love her she's she's such a great character she's a lot of fun she's she's a lot of fun and it gets but i don't know i you know the characters are so weird on this it's like 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 Tilly hugging Giorgio. I was like, what? Like, why? She just poured soup on you. She's like, been nothing but a bitch to you from the very beginning. He's like, I love you anyway. I'm going to kill her with kindness. You bitchy old bag. 